Hello and welcome to The Bar Is Loaded Bite Size Episode 3. Today, me and Mr. Roberts here will be discussing Alexei Novikov's Monster Dumbbell for reps from the weekend. So, first thoughts? Well, I mean, it didn't look that difficult for him. It looked pretty comfy and there was a bit of fanning about during the stream that I think we can get into. There was there was a bit of uh, argy-bargy, but I think was this was the first um, record with 100 kilos, wasn't it? So hmm. it's not like he was breaking anybody else's record. He was setting the benchmark. And uh, I'm guessing you see, you've seen Kieliszkowski's response. I have. I have indeed. Yeah, the next day. So <laughs> this is possibly a record that won't uh, won't stand for too long. But it's, it is a brand new record. Um, and new records probably don't don't really last too long anyway. Um, but yeah, all in all, the, there was a bit of weirdness about the whole thing. But it was nice to see a, a proper, another proper strongman um record that wasn't just a max weight you know you, you're gonna see a lot more uh rep events in competitions than you would a max weight so it was a little again like the stone it was a little bit more proper strongman um yeah. so yeah that was that's my take on it i thought, yeah. I thought it was cool yeah definitely mate. like you say like it was good to just see a strongman event um mm. i think the arson around just made it a pain in the arse like I'd have thought they'd have been told it was a six-inch platform from the off. So why they wouldn't yeah. have made sure it was a six-inch platform from like setting it up? I don't understand why. And it, it, everyone knows a tire isn't fucking six inches. So why you thought that was a good idea? I don't know. Well, but, I mean, there are a lot of people that claim that uh, blokes don't have a clue what six inches is. So we can put it down to naivety, go. maybe. Um, there was a lot of blokes, so that's a lot of people to get six inches wrong. So there you go. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> so. but no, no, I agree yeah. completely. Like, you know, the record itself looked easy. Why he stopped at eleven? That's a mystery because you know we've seen it's been beaten the very next day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, I think the previous the previous record was was it something like ninety eight kilo or something like that, and they kind of just. And that was for like 10 reps. Yeah. And he'd kind of just mentally rounded that up to 100. And it's like, okay, well, 98, mentally rounded up to 100. If I hit 11 reps, then that's me breaking that record rather than, you know, maybe that's the way he was thinking about it. I don't know. But I think because a lot of people were talking about, can he beat 10 reps? Maybe, maybe he just wanted to hit, he, it was always his plan to, kind of stop with like a good few seconds in reserve in case he you know someone chipped him beat him by one and he's thinking okay well if i hit 11 somebody hits 12 i know i can hit 13 yeah and uh, the, the there could be a few different things going on there but um it was definitely nice to see again on the stream a bit of uh a bit more about alexi not a lot of people know much about him he, you know it's terrifying that he's such a young guy. He's still 23, turning 24. Um, obviously started very young, uh, very skinny. He was a, a very skinny boy, wasn't he? Yeah. If you watch that video, he was like a, a twig. Um, so he's put on a lot of size. And all right, how many, how many times did you feel personally victimized by big laws 
every time he said something on the lines of, well, uh, only six foot one. He's not very big. He's not a very big guy. He's quite a small guy. How many times he's just like, ah. Oh. Yeah, and but, I feel that's probably that's probably why Loz did that video the next day. Did you see yeah. that about like? Short yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's probably why he did. <laughs> why he was so adamant that six foot one was short because he was probably lining up for his next video. But that is a very yeah. good video. So if you go into Big Loz's channel, anyone that's listening and wants to like know decent short lifters, then it's a great video. It's only like five minutes long as well, so good video yeah. to watch. Because this is something that we've been talking about for a while is that. There are certain events that, that being tall is definitely an advantage on, but there are a lot of events where it, it's just not a factor. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't realise that his name escapes me now, but it, uh, the first guy on that list was five foot three. Yeah. And that has been the, the, the shortest, world's strongest man competitor. Now, this was a while ago, uh, early 2000s, before we had some of the giants come through. Yeah. Um, but even seeing the likes of uh, Darren Sadler, 5'8", um, the other examples, uh, Rob Kearney at 5'10". So you, you can be a pro at 5'10". 5'10", yeah. um, as well. 5'10", 5'11". Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, there's nothing to say that just because we've had the 6'9 freaks over the last few years, the next stage of Strongman isn't your kind of shorter, you know, kind of that low to mid six foot range and maybe a few coming through uh, who are a bit shorter. So that, that was cool. Um, I just thought, you know, all right, Loz, give it a break. I'm, I'm feeling like, uh, I'm feeling less of a man here. Um, but the one good thing that obviously he did hammer home was how light Alexi is compared. Mm-hmm. Obviously six foot one and weighs like, what, 130, 135? It was about, it was about 130, yeah. So again, it, it kind of shows the... You know, there's a lot of people who use, oh, I'm a strong man as an excuse to really try and push their weight up when maybe that's not going to help them. You know, having a little bit of extra size on your frame can be beneficial, but there there is like a, a law of diminishing returns, you know. Yeah. And guys like Alexi definitely proves that, you know, he's very young, very dynamic, very powerful um, and very good technique. And I think these are the qualities that you should be looking to maximise before you're looking to maximise your weight. You know, if, if you're at the point where gaining muscle is kind of starting to slow down, it's going to take you a lot longer, and you think that by adding an extra 10 kilos to your frame, whether that's, you know, fat mass or not, whether that will make you stronger, then fair enough. But I think maximise everything else you can first. And like I say, Alexi's a really good example of this. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the, there was a bit of fannying about with um, having to measure the the dumbbell on uh, on film for Big Z. I'm really glad that they had a local ref do the actual uh, down signals. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was your thought on that? Yeah, I think it needed to be because obviously, you know, we saw the delay in the Saltman log attempt. Mm-hmm. You know, we couldn't have, you can't have a delay like that in something like for reps, especially. No, how many yeah. do you think he would have got if it was Big Z on the screen giving him his down signals? I think he would have lost a good few reps there. Yeah, definitely. You'd have easy, Probably about four or five. Reps, yeah. 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 With, um, well, with the, with the breakneck speed, he was going because, I mean, he was fast. So efficient as well. Yeah. 
perfect technique. Like like they said on the stream, like uh, Loz pointed out a few times, if you want to see good circus dumbbell technique, the guys you should be looking at, Novikov, Kieliszkowski. Very similar technique. Um, almost, well, not identical, but very, very close. Um, just masters of it, which is why they're hitting those those uh, high numbers of reps. Um, but yeah, the the delay about the I think it was obviously a bit of a language language barrier thing going on. Big Z was asking for the diameter of the dumbbell, and they kept measuring like the handle or the circumference yeah, yeah. of the the dumbbell, and it's a it was a bit like surely these things should have been like the the spec should have been sent off yeah. to them in advance, and you, I kind of think you know. I don't see how they could have agreed to do it without that. So I don't know where that miscommunications kind of come about, but um, we mentioned it with, with Luke and having to help the guys figure out um, what fractional plates to use for his 230 log attempt and how that could have affected his performance mentally, like taking him out of his kind of prep the same, um, you know, glad that we didn't see that with Alexi like it didn't seem to put him off too much because he just let them get on with it but um he almost he almost went for it while Z was kind of saying hang on yeah, yeah how high is that you know he's like sniffing ammonia and about to pull his headphones off to grab it and people around to say hang on stop so the there was a bit of maybe not as much professionalism as we've seen over the last few streams in terms of the setup um but no, once he was given the, the go-ahead to go for it, everything was business as usual. Like you said, he definitely had the home home court advantage this time around, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, you know, that's that's what we discussed in the last one with the predictions mm-hmm. was, you know, in that home comfort, so to speak, it was always going to be something they'd do well at. You know, it's yeah. home comfort. It's, it's I'd assume probably his own gym or at least the gym he's very familiar with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that that's where Alexi thrives, you know, in like those smaller environments, in those smaller comps, you know, look at Europe's, you know, it's it's comps like that he thrives in. It's just but you know, that's always what we forget is he's still young, you know. Yeah. He's still at this level now. Imagine in yeah. like, you know, a year, two years when he's got a few more worlds under his belt, a few more Arnolds under his belt, like it's it's gonna do well for the kid and it's you know scary to think where he can be. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. You know, he still he still does make some mistakes. We've we've talked about this the way he kind of competes very regularly, and he's not very selective about the competitions that he that he enters. You know, he he joked that was it last August he didn't really train; he just competed because yeah. he was hitting a competition every weekend. And it's you know, I think Thor talked about this that he. In his early days, he did a similar thing, and there will be guys out there that do this that compete almost weekly, and it's it's not sustainable. At least if you're, I mean, if you're going into a competition half arsing it and just looking at it as a training session, then okay, maybe you could do it. But trying to do this, um, going hard every weekend, you know, it takes you a good few days to recover. And then you've only got a couple more days of training before you then have to take a couple of days off. So it's definitely not sustainable. But like we said, he's a very young guy. He started, you know, he got his 
shot at the limelight last year. Twenty-two years old. Like this is a, the time for him to be making mistakes. You know, they they made a very good point that Mark Felix didn't compete in his first Worlds until he was thirty-eight. You know, the, the guy's twenty. 23 he might have he might be retired before he ever hits that yeah you know 38 mark that where mark felix started ode haugen his first world he was 50 52 what a you know the 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 oldest one of the oldest uh w7 competitors and absolute legend so it's cool to see younger guys being able to break their way in um it shows that you you know you can get yourself in there if you if you train hard enough and uh, you know take enough drugs and <laughs> and have a, a. But the big thing is the support network, and they they showed that you know if you look at a lot of the pros, a lot of them are sponsored, yeah. and those that aren't sponsored have a very good support network around them, and they they rely on that. Alexi obviously has a very close family that kind of take care of that he can kind of hand off his responsibilities to like other people prepare his meals other people like look after his schedule stuff like that you'll see this with martins he has his whole crew around him that you know he has he has romark who is not only his cameraman but also like his uh personal chef you know he'll text romark right i'm coming i'm coming down for breakfast i have it ready you know we us mere mortals don't necessarily have that uh advantage i don't know about you but if i if i uh text him saying right put my breakfast on <laughs> make my lunch <laughs> I, I would be fucked um, but it, it definitely does help having that environment where you can kind of dish out your responsibilities to other people yeah. to kind of take care of and i'm wondering how much he has not been lifting a finger the week running up to the the dumbbell record and just letting everybody take care of everything for him, which I think is is the way to do it. If you're going to do it, yeah, do it that way. Do that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, like you could see that with like with all the setup, like we saw when it went wrong for Luke, Luke had to jump in and help, like he had to help load, he had to help reload the log, things like that. Whereas Alexi just stood around, you know, carried on listening to his music, carried on sniffing his ammonia. You know, he, he had nothing to do with any of that measuring process, nothing. He just left yeah. them to it. And I think, you know, that's that's probably why, you know, as much as there was that gap between his warm-ups and his actual lift, you know, it's yeah. it's probably not played with his mind that much because he's, he's just been in his own little world anyway. Yeah, I mean, he, he looked very relaxed. The, this was another good point made. Um, he's not burning himself out by kind of psyching up too early or getting too psyched up and I think a lot of people again can learn from this especially on rep events like one rep max go crazy huff ammonia for ages like get yourself really psyched up because you know this is probably something that you have maybe had you know typically these are lifts that you've been doing for longer or maybe aren't quite as technical the dumbbell is pure technique it's very little about actual strength in terms of pressing as the the point that was made he maybe actually only pressed one rep you know a lot of it is punching the weight up using the legs and catching it overhead and not a lot of it is actual shoulder pressing strength yeah um so if you kind of get over psyched up the the mental arousal is too high you're gonna make mistakes which you can't afford to do with a technique event 
No. Um, so he definitely played it right. I mean, he, he like they they pointed out, he's not a, an overly emotional lifter anyway, but that definitely helped him with the dumbbell record. If he was going for a max deadlift, yeah, get someone to slap you in the face and and kind of do all that. But again, don't do it too early. This is a mistake we see quite a lot. Um, is guys hyping themselves up too early, and you're just wasting energy. And if you're going for a lift. You don't want to be wasting energy. This is a mistake that a lot of people make. Um, so I think you can learn a lot from watching guys like Alexi who are a lot more calm, a lot more relaxed, and then just flip a switch. And that's a skill in itself, and this is something that he's probably trained. He's probably you know done a lot of AMRAP sets in training where he's maybe had his training partners or whatever, you know, yeah. load everything up for him while he's just sat there. It would not surprise me if the entire time he's thought, right, I'm going to go for this record, he's trained like it was the event itself. Yeah. Uh, just with much lighter weights. You, you know, you never know. He may have done a trial run a couple of weeks ago with the 100 kilo dumbbell, maybe stopped around 11 reps and gone, sorry, around eight reps and gone, okay, yeah, I've definitely got 10 to 11 reps in me here and then just gone, okay, I'm just going to taper down now. But he did, he did stop early, we've mentioned this, so he has got more in the tank. Um, and he's got his technique to thank for that. Yeah. 100%. So efficient. Yeah, 100%. Like, if you ever want to learn the dumbbell, watch Novikov, watch Kiliskovsky, because that punch and catch that they do, and that everyone should do, it's just perfectly executed with those two lifters. And I think that sort of, the whole stream really gave a lot of people, I think, comfort in many things. So, Obviously, it taught people that, you know, just because you've got to have a long weight doesn't mean that you're going to fuck up. You know, it shows mm-hmm. you don't have to be the tallest. Obviously, we, we laugh that he's still six foot one, but it shows you don't have to be tall. Yep. Again, it shows you don't have to be the heaviest. You don't have to be the oldest, youngest. Like, it doesn't matter what age you start. Like, you know, I think there's a lot of good things that come out of the stream that will give a lot of people confidence that, you know, it doesn't matter that you started strongman at whatever age. It's you Absolutely, know, yeah. The world is your oyster if you're willing to put the hard work in. So, you know, and it's the same with anything, powerlifting a lot. It's, you know, if you're yep. willing to put the hard work in, you're going to achieve shit. And, you know, this stream just gave people the confidence, I think, to believe that a lot more. 100%, yeah. Totally agree with that. Like like you say, powerlifting, you get people who start competing as a master's. You know, they could be any age you can start competing in your 60s. And there is nothing wrong with that you know this is not a young person sport necessarily like is it great to start young yeah is it great to start at any age yeah 100% like we said Ode Haugen first competed world strongest man in his 50s you know Mark Felix was nearly 40 there is nothing to say that you know people could have been watching strongman for years and just thought oh I could never do that I could never give that a shot and it's like you absolutely can. I think a lot of people have this preconceived notion. You know, you say someone come down and do strongman and they say, I'm not strong enough. It's like, even the pros started, yeah. <laughs> you know, some of them may have been genetic freaks who were just naturally much stronger than the average person is untrained, but they were still not as strong as they are now when they first started training. That is not an excuse to. You know, if you want to give it a go, don't be put off by kind of thinking, oh, I'm not strong enough yet. It's like, well, do the fucking thing and you'll get stronger. Yeah. Like, you don't, it, it's that classic, um, 
you know, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym. I'm going to get fitter first before going to the gym. It's like that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I do get where people come from. They they maybe feel a little bit insecure. They they don't feel comfortable. It's like, well, find a training partner. Go to go to a gym like um, Taylor's or anywhere else. I'm just plugging Taylor's because you know we're biased. But find find a specialized gym, especially a private gym where you will be looked after like they will hold your hand through it and make sure that you are comfortable i do understand big commercial gyms can be quite daunting for people but like you say what we saw and what we've seen throughout this whole process is that anyone can and should get into this yeah you know not everyone's gonna turn pro that's not gonna happen but it doesn't mean you can't enjoy the sport for what it is and have a laugh with it and meet cool people who you know will will definitely change the way you you view yourself and view the sport um there was another good point you made there and i've I've just kind of i've forgotten it completely which has annoyed me because i was gonna give my take on it but um yeah it's definitely cool to see um such a young guy who seems so professional um whenever you whenever you see him at big comps he's he always seems very confident, very sure of himself, and and this is definitely a, a good thing with sports and strength sports that it does give you that kind of maturity to know when when to give it your all, when to hold back. I think competing teaches you that. If people don't compete, they never learn, and you just think you've got to just go hard all the time. You've always got to be maxing out. It's like competing, even at a lower level, teaches you you can't do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's definitely valuable for a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, like fucking that that's that I'm proud of that. Like me, I've competed what four four days yeah, four times in Strongman now. And like for me yeah. that, that that's hundred percent taught me that if you fucking max out week in, week out, you're gonna be fucking comp and you know yeah. it's absolutely worthless doing. You know, yeah, great, you've got this new P B but you're fucked on the comp day. You've you've got a great new this new PB that you're going to be made up with, but you're going to beat in a couple of months anyway. It's fruitless. Mm-hmm. Whereas you go to a comp, you can do really well at, and the confidence you get from that is fucking exponentially higher than what you'd get from that PB. Yeah, so, I mean th- that's not to say that there's not a time and a place to go for gym PBs. There absolutely is. They're great. Let you know how you're progressing. But if you have a comp coming up, I think that's this is definitely a, a time to throttle back a little bit and focus on putting your best performance out on comp day um and again this is something that all the guys and girls uh, with rhiannon coming up everyone doing these feats of strength that is what they will have done like if you want to learn how to prep for a show a lot of the guys nowadays especially uh a lot of the guys are using um youtube to kind of vlog their comp reps if you want to see how the pros do it just go on youtube just follow a few guys or girls and see when they push when they pull back what they're doing with their nutrition um how they're getting people to kind of look after them the week of the comp i mean we joked earlier that we we can't necessarily do what some of the pros do and have everybody like cook our meals for us and wipe our asses for us but i know competition day i don't know about you but i definitely like to delegate a few things out and 
uh, if it's a big comp, I like to kind of be looked after a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, smaller comps, you can't, you you absolutely can't do that. Um, you know, I've I've done comps last last November, competed in. Uh, not only like the day before was I handling Kim and her comp, coaching her and helping some of the other girls out. On my competition day, I had two of my clients in the same weight class as me, so we were all competing at the same time and then i had uh rich one of the other guys in the next flight so i you know running around everywhere so small comps you're not necessarily going to have that but i would say bigger comps if you can take someone with you and just let them look after the little things um like just making sure you're fed fed and hydrated and stuff like that so i think that is definitely a one tip i would give out to people if they can don't go to comps alone. Uh, <laughs> be looked after a little bit at competition day just because you want to focus on what you're doing. Um, and this is maybe one of the... If you had to pick, like, three best lessons to learn from the pros, what would what would they be? Because that would be one of my top three. Yeah, yeah, that that's easily the top three you go with is, you know, add 100% have a decent handler, decent support network around you. Don't train like a knobhead. Um, (laughs) Nice way of putting it, yeah. (laughs) And yeah, just be fucking sensible, really. Like, you know, like you say, all you've got to do is go on YouTube and follow a couple of these guys or girls and same with Instagram. You'll see their day-to-day shit on there. Do that and you'll learn. Like, you'll learn that going 8,000 miles an hour, training session after training session, is neither sustainable, wise, no fucking big or clever. Like, you, yeah. you don't look good doing it, so don't fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing to do is not listen to that advice. Fuck up. Because uh, it, it will happen eventually, you know, there'll, there'll be people who get away with it for a little while. It's like, and then they go, okay, well, the rules don't apply to me. Um, they do. They really do. The, that will bite you in the ass eventually. Um and then you will learn and, you know, maybe some people need to go through that. They need to have this happen where they, they turn up and have a poor performance. Um, you know, can you imagine if two days before this event, Alexia had gone, oh, I'm not sure. I feel, I feel a bit weak today. You know, I, I need to go and I need to go and take that hundred kilo dumbbell. I need to hit some reps just to make sure it's there. It's like, no, that's, that's not how it works. Like, give you give yourself the time to recover and go all out on on the day and yeah that's definitely what it looks like he did maybe we don't know maybe he was a dickhead um and he just (laughs) got away with it because he's young um he's young and he's strong and he's he's very focused and determined and i think i don't think he did that i think he he was sensible um he seems quite mature He's just gotta to learn to not compete every weekend. Yeah. And we, we could be looking at another another top competitor um in the next few years. He's already top ten. I think he'll be top five within another couple of years and then top three. Yeah, agreed. If he can stay healthy by the time he's thirty, I'm I'd be very surprised if he's not uh won at least one major competition. Um I'm talking either Arnold Classic. I, maybe not Arnold Classic. I think that's a bit of a 
outside shot for him just because you've got some of the guys who are a little bit more statically strong and a little bit heavier that that is going to go in their favour for Arnold's but Wuss WSM he's got a very good shot of I think by you know in the next few years I'd be very surprised if he hasn't won at least one of those if not both by the time he's 30 if he can stay healthy that is yeah agreed agreed so I guess like speaking of top competitors, it leads us nicely to our Rhiannon predictions. So obviously she's got the stone lift coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know her the lead up is a one four one stone, a one five one, then the one six one is the world record. Mm-hmm. Um, I also know that recently she's had a she's had them changed. So it's Atlas and Joints again that provide the stones. I think they originally got sent seventeen inch ones. She's now mm-hmm. nineteen inch. So they've got nineteen inch ones now. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so the 17-inch were within the WUSH rules, but yeah. Yeah, they, she wanted 19s, so she's got 19s now, which is fucking it's, even more impressive. Yeah, I mean, it's quite possible that um, they were, like with the dumbbell, they were given ranges. So as long as the stone was between 17 and 19 or 17 and 20, then that's fine, because obviously we know that um, when it comes to making stones, it, it is common practice to kind of use inserts or use foam inserts or heavier lead inserts to change the the weight of a stone so that you can use the same diameter mold that is quite interesting because i mean i'm not 100% sure of her height off the top of my head but i know she's not ridiculously tall no i think she's just shorter than me only just i mean okay so she is quite no short lightly <laughs> i was too i was too ill on the day to pay attention yeah um but that that's very interesting going for a going for a a slightly bigger stone i mean we know that smaller stone it's like this weird kind of too small you've got it's a bit more of a faff to get it off the floor and into your lap a little bit again it can be more awkward to load too big and then you've got the same problem it's it's hard to you know you want that sweet spot so if 19 is where she's comfortable um then i guess that makes sense it's just a it's a little surprising you know a 19 inch stone that's that's not a small stone so i'm wondering why um i'm one you know curious the reason behind it but that would be my guess is She's used to training with those. Um, but then again, we, it might be something we find out on the day. And I think that, again, is something that's going to be really good. I hope that they do the same with Rhiannon that they've done with everyone else's, you know, gets a bit on a background because, you know, especially for female lifters, like she she should be like such an inspiration to all. Like she's only young, I think she's 21, 22. She's not that old, mm-hmm. you know, and she's done some amazing things already. She you knows she holds the deadlift world record. She holds, yeah. holds the Axel world record. She's she's an absolute fucking unit of a human. Powerhouse. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and if if you want you know, whatever it is, if you want to, you know, go far in powerlifting, go far in strong woman, whatever, like she should be the benchmark you look at because she's fucking incredible. And she's obviously the only local being up in Preston. So, you know, it'd be yeah. really nice if they do a, you know, I'd be shocked if they didn't do the same, especially fucking mm-hmm. with obviously the big thing we were speaking about is equality. You know, if they don't do the same without, it's going to be fucking uproar. So, but mm-hmm. I'm looking yep. forward to that. Absolutely. I think she's certainly got the record. You know, she it's a record she wants. 
and we've learned from the past if she wants a record she'll fucking get it so simple. yeah one way or another she will figure out a way of doing it um whether it is uh, with Rihanna and again she's someone who really benefits from a big cycle mm. and almost just sheer stubbornness yeah. like that's that stone is going over one way or another um I'm assuming the height will still be 48 inches. I'd have thought so. Maybe it's a bit shorter. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, 161 for a fucking, you know, she's not that, she what? She's kilos? very like, light. She she is not a big girl, yeah. Um, which, again, we've seen the same thing with, with strong women that we've seen with strong man, where athletes just seem to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and then we've got a few girls coming through. Um, Chloe Brennan again comes to mind, uh, who's very small, very, very strong. Again, she excels at the technical lifts. Again, she's a very good dumbbell presser. Um, Rhiannon is just a freak. Her static, statically, she is a freak. Um, I would liken her a lot to uh, the likes of Eddie Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, but she can also move, so she she definitely has. Uh, I mean, what hasn't she done in Strong Woman already? But she has a very bright future ahead of her still. Again, if she can stay healthy and injury free and all this kind of stuff, um, one sixty one kilo. I think this is ridiculous. The the point that was made on the Tom Stoltman stream on that record was. You know, early days of Atlas Stones being in WSM, you'd be looking at 140 being the heaviest mm. stone. And now we've got Rhiannon going for 161 kilos. It, it, <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. You know, we've both attempted a, a 140 stone and, and struggled a lot with that because we are um, manlets, but... I don't think we can use our height as an excuse for that anymore. Nope. I mean, we've seen this with Tom. A big wingspan definitely helps with getting the stone off the floor and into the lap. But, you know, I'm not trying to say if if Rhiannon can do it, we can do it, because that's not true. She is also a lot stronger than both of us. So um, it definitely definitely means that we we can kind of mentally stop using that as an excuse. Yeah, um, and I think this is this is again a, a really good reason for having these feats of strength, as it kind of shows us what is humanly possible. And once the bar is raised on one thing, you start to see a lot more people are able to do it. We saw this with the the five hundred kilo deadlift. You know that was obscene. Nobody thought this was possible. And then once one person does it, a few people are starting to take attempts at it. And it won't be long until that is not a barrier that is impossible to do anymore. We saw this with the four-minute uh, four mile. Um, you know, once that fell, it was it was deemed impossible. Nobody could run a mile in under four minutes. You would die. You you, you would just your lungs would give out and you would die. Um, and then as soon as it was done, within a year or two, it had been broken multiple times. So. These feats of strength really does let us know what is humanly possible. We know now that if Rhiannon gets this 161 kilo at the stone, okay, it can be done. 
So there is absolutely no reason why people can't look at that and go, okay, I can do that. Exactly. You know, it might take a bit longer than it's taken Rhiannon to get there for yeah. other people, for mere mortals. Um, same with some of the other lifts, but it, every time a record falls, I think it's it lets us know that it can be replicated, it can be done. Um, so I think this is this is a valid point, and obviously for us, we're not going to be looking at Tom, for example, doing a two eighty six stone thing. Right, we can do that. That's not going to happen. But what we can do is look at guys who are a bit more around our height, age, you know, all that kind of stuff and go, okay, that's what they can do. We have that potential to go there. Now, the pros, they do have certain advantages um, that we don't have um, in terms of, let's say, supplementation. Yeah, we'll put it that way. But that's not to say that, okay, if you go down that route, you don't have, you know, you have that potential also. Um, So I think it is important to to look at the people who are around your height, weight, all that kind of stuff. You know, the guys that we should be looking at, for example, guys like Darren Sadler, Rob Kearney, the guys under six foot. So that would be my advice to a lot of the guys listening to this or girls listening to this. Find the people that you look up to who are as close to your build as possible use them as an example and fucking go for it and this this doesn't matter how old you are you know if you're watching this and you're uh in your 40s and you're thinking oh i could never get into doing powerlifting or strongman go find some (laughs) who are competing or have competed in your age category and just see what is out there see what is possible find some heroes to look up to and and just fucking go for it because I think this is this is our message when it comes to strongman, isn't it? That it's it's for everyone. Yeah. You know, um, I've remembered what point I was going to make earlier. You were talking about the uh, the the weight that he had with all the faffing around, all the fanning about. Mm-hmm. Um, this happens a lot in competitions. You know, shit goes wrong. Now. I've not seen as many things happen in powerlifting as have strongman competitions where things can go wrong, but it is not up to you in a competition when you lift. When your name is called, you go and you do the thing. So I think there is definitely a a lesson to be learned in terms of training. Sometimes it could be worth giving, you know, saying to your training partner, okay, give me a random amount of time and then just tell me to go or using using a timer and when the timer says go you go you don't wait until you are quote unquote ready um but yeah watching the stream yesterday we could see that there were some hiccups and this can happen in competition you know for some reason a referee might decide that an implement is no good or a platform is no good you know we've seen platforms fail and athletes like end up with a a divot in the platform and you know it's then up to the refs whether or not you carry on at that platform or you have to move to a different platform um shit can go wrong you know we we've had competitions where you're told that an implement is going to be a certain weight for a certain amount of time and then you turn up on the day and they go actually you're going to be using 10 kilos heavier 20 kilos heavier 
and and people can get, kind of get a bit upset by this and the answer is always it's strongman mm-hmm. everyone is in the same boat as you it's the same rules for everyone it's not just you either be strong enough to do it or don't you know i think um this is something that you know a, a lot of uh a lot of powerlifters can be a little bit precious about this where it's like if it's not you know if the bar's not a certain spec or manu- you know made by a certain manufacturer it's like oh fuck i can't i can't lift on this I can't lift on that i can't use that squat rack or those plates or you know whatever and it's like okay get a grip like it might affect you a little bit but if you're only training if it's not competition who gives a fuck anyway um it, it definitely i i think everybody who does powerlifting should give it you know give at least one strongman comp a go just to to get that experience um and if you're going to go into a strongman comp go in expecting that shit might change on the fly yeah and, and there we go we've, we have found the title of the video this is the tough shit and deal with the episode yeah perfect yeah there we go. but there man thank you again for your time we will pleasure. again same time next week to obviously discuss Rhiannon's stone lift. Look forward to it. Nice to see oh, you. Yeah. See you then. See you then, dude. Peace up. Peace A-Town. Up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Usher. 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 Usher.